Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Beyond the Scoreboard. My name is Raven Moore, and I'm the high school and college sports reporter for the Iowa City Press Citizen. In this new podcast, we have to go beyond the playing fields to further shine a light on talented athletes, coaches, and teams in towns, as well as in surrounding areas. To accomplish that, we will pick the best female and male athletes from the previous week, as well as pick the teams that had the best showing. To close things out, we will highlight a specific player, team, or game that deserves a more in-depth look. In this week, that spotlight will be on the upcoming Girls State Basketball Tournament. This year, so Olin, Clear Creek Amanda, and Regina are headed to Wells Fargo Arena where they will compete for the chance at a state championship. Later on in the show, we will recount their playoff journeys. But first, let's highlight Athletes of the Week. Starting on the girls' side of things, Athlete of the Week is going to go to Solon Spartans sophomore guard Kobe Leeds. In the Spartans regional finals game, she led the team with 22 points, hitting six of her seven three-point attempts. I spoke with her after the game, and she talked about how she was able to overcome her nerves to have one of her best games of the season. In addition to having the coolest name in all of high school sports, I'm a Kobe Bryant fan, you also had 22 points tonight. Yeah. Coach mentioned that coming to this game you were a bit nervous. Why do you think that is, and did the nerves kind of settle as the night went on? I mean, all born is our rival, so like, I always get nervous. And it's third round to go to state, big game. Just wanted to come out there and win. And kind of building on that, I mean, you played such a big role in just draining those three-pointers. I mean, they had none. I think you had four or five. My apologies, but that's not right. But just with how accurate you were from the three-point line, just kind of talk about, like you said, did that kind of help ease your nerves? And how big of an impact do you think that had on the game? It really boosted my confidence. It boosted our team's confidence. boosted me on defense, and I just want to get after it. For sure. And then so – huge moment what does it mean to you to make it to the state tournament it means so much to this team and me it's everything we've wanted and I mean our team hasn't really been to the state tournament in a while yeah and then just kind of meaning to that I mean it's first time since 2006 that you guys have made it and if you guys were to win it'd be the first time since 1994 that you guys brought a state championship home what would it mean to you to be a part of that championship winning team it would mean a lot I mean we know we're capable of it we just got to prove it Our top girls team of the week will go to the Clear Creek Amanda basketball team. With our regional finals win, they are headed to the state tournament for the second time since 2020. Moving on to the boys' side of things, Athlete of the Week is going to go to Liberty Lightning senior guard Deshaun Fisher. In his final game of his high school career, Fisher had 29 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 blocks. I caught up with Fisher after the game where he discussed what the future holds for him. First things first, I know that it sucks to have your high school career and like this. But overall, just kind of talk about your career as a whole, just the highs, lows. What got you guys to this point? Um, it's hard to describe what got us to this point, you know. Just it's usually you know the work we put in there in the off season. Uh, 
And we didn't handle it well very much. Listening and practicing, taking a practice, you know, making sure we remember plays. Even when we make mistakes, we just got to talk to each other on the court. Yeah, for sure. Just kind of building on that. I mean, kind of talking to each other. That would have been a big thing, especially because first quarter, you guys had a terrific output, 25-15. Y'all hit seven threes. Everything seems good, and everything kind of fell off after that point. Just kind of talk about what did you think were the biggest turning points of this game? I think when you stop playing, when you stop playing, you know, defense as a team, we started playing individually, you know, we had a couple of people taking bad shots, um, you know, we weren't containing them on defense, they were just leading the wide open buckets, that's really it. Yeah, and then he's kind of building on that. Um, I remember talking to you during the City High game, and I think you had over 30 points in that game. But you mentioned that points weren't really what it was all about for you. You wanted to help make your teammates better. And so for you, like I said, with this being your last high school game, how important has it been throughout your entire career to make those around you better and not just score? Um, you know, that's the goal when when I've been playing high school basketball. The goal has always been, you know, to make everybody surrounding me a better player, you know, a better teammate. Um, you know, I try and talk to them on the court, off the court. You know, I try and keep a connection with them. It's really it. Yeah, and so what does the future hold for Deshaun Fisher? What's your next step? Uh, I am going to DMAC to play basketball. Hopefully do a year or two there and then transfer to a bigger, better school. All right, and then this last question for me. What's it been like playing with this group of seniors? There's six of y'all all together. How's it been just seeing each other grow throughout the progression of y'all career? Uh, you know, it's been a good thing. We've had our highs and lows. Uh, we've always managed to, you know, put a smile on each other's faces. We've always managed to, you know, make each other happy. It's just been all around great experience. Our top boys team of the week will go to the City High Little Hawks wrestling team. After sending nine wrestlers to the state tournament, Kale Seaton, Gabe Arnold, and Ben Cooter all walked away as state champions. It was a remarkable showing considering Seaton was dealing with a serious leg injury. Arnold took down the top five wrestler in the nation to claim the gold, and Cooter became the 32nd wrestler in Iowa high school history to win four straight state titles. Next week, a trio of girls basketball teams are headed to Des Moines to compete in the illustrious state girls basketball tournament. Ahead of those trips, I think this is the perfect time to take a look back at each team's postseason journeys. To start things off, we will begin with the 22-2 Solon Spartans, who had to overcome Fairfield, Davis County, and their rivals Mount Vernon to make it to their first state tournament since 2006. Here are my conversations with their head coach, Jamie Smith, and junior guard Callie Levine as they reflect on what it took for them to advance. Soft congratulations. Thank you. It's one thing to make it to the state tournament. That's always a blast. But to do so by beating your rivals, just kind of talk about the atmosphere that's here tonight. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I know they were excited to play us. You know, that's what we heard anyway. Um, you know, so it kind of gives you a little bit of more. Yeah. Right? Um, a little more juice. I mean, I don't think you need a lot when you're playing to go to state. Mm -hmm. When you're playing Mount Vernon. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think I think it brings up the intensity just a little bit on both sides of yeah. it. So, but again, going to state's great, but I'm not gonna lie, beating Mount Vernon to go is is also special. No, for sure. And then just kind of building on that, looking at the game. I mean, while it was a great game for Chloe Meester and then Peyton, uh, Peyton a job. Oh my gosh, I blanked on her last name. Uh, down the stretch had a big performance. One thing that was apparent was they just did not have the offensive balance that you guys had. They had to rely on a couple people while you guys had a whole arsenal to work with. Just kind of talk about how beneficial it is to have this group, especially going down the stretch like this. 
Uh, well, we knew they were going to score inside, right? I mean, that's a not that we're going to give that up. We're going to try to make it harder, but we know they're going to score. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's an obvious height advantage, physically, you know, advantage on the inside. We just weren't going to let everybody else score. Yeah. Uh, or go off, I should say. Yeah. You know, they made zero threes. No, not at all. I mean, you know, that's one of our goals. That's one of our pillars is we don't give up threes. We yeah. shoot threes, we don't give up threes. Mm-hmm. So I think we just did an outstanding job all the way around tonight, you know, as a unit. And kind of speaking of that, I mean, making threes. Nobody did it better tonight than Kobe Lee. No, I mean, just trying to talk no. about the – she's been a sniper from beyond the arc all season. How great is it to see her have this moment on this night? Well, I think it's huge, right? you got to have someone else step up. And, uh, you know, I know Kobe was nervous before the game started. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about it. Usually we talk about, um, you know, you want to cure your nerves, play defense. And uh, tonight it might – it was – you want to cure your nerves, Kobe, go hit some threes right. early. Um, big confidence builder, right? Had two huge steals. You know, she played at a different age le- or experience level tonight yeah. than, than a sophomore who's played yeah. 20 games. So much. <laughs> it's great to make it to the state tournament, but to do it against your rivals, just kind of talk about the atmosphere yeah. tonight and then getting this moment. This was one of the craziest games um, I've ever played in. There are so many people here supporting us, mm-hmm. which is so awesome to see. Um, so when fans are just, they're so supportive of yeah. each other. And to get to the state tournament with this crowd and with this team, with my best friends, there's nothing that compares to it. Yeah, and then just kind of building on that. I mean, usually you're the team's leader score. Everybody knows this, and defenses yeah. try to stop it. However, one of the benefits of you guys' team is there's so many other players to go off. Tonight it was Kobe, other yeah. nights it's Hillary, other nights yes. it just depends on the day. Definitely. How great is it and how much fun is it to be able to play on the team where you don't have to share all the load. You know it yeah. can spread around. Definitely. Um, I knew coming into this game that they were going to be pretty hard on me. And so just uh, being able to rely on my, thank you so much, mm-hmm. being able to rely on um, other teammates throughout the game, like Kobe, she she was insane tonight. Yeah. And then you never know who it's going to be next game, but everyone's so reliable and consistent that teams just can't guard us. Absolutely. And then this last question for me, as they announced, this is the first time since 2006 that you guys are making the state tournament, but you also have the chance to win your first state title since 1994. For you, what do you think it would mean to this program to be able to bring it I think it would be so cool. Um, talking about, just like we talked about in the locker room, you know, this game, it's bigger than this just, just this game. We want to win a state championship, and that's our goal. Um, so just to be able to go to state is awesome, but um, we're thinking bigger and better things at state. Next up, are the 18 and 4 Clear Creek Amanda Clippers, who for the second time since 2020 are headed to Wells Fargo Arena. They powered their way through Fort Madison and North Scott to advance, fulfilling an expectation that they had placed on themselves since the start of the season. Further talking about the team's triumphant efforts and fulfillment of their biggest goals is their head coach, PJ Sweeney, and junior Ava Locklear. Uh, yeah, yeah, Kaylee's kind of that, you know, that, that calming influence for us, you know, that she just come on so much this year. It's just incredible the growth from November to where you see now is just night and day difference. It's just unreal. So. How awesome is it that you get to bring those three back and three of them scores next year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you know, obviously we lose Olivia and that's got to, you know, it's a big piece of what we do. But yeah, uh, besides that, everybody's returning. Everybody's returning back. But know what? Uh, we're thinking about now. You know, yeah. we're thinking about now and, you know, a few years ago when we went there, it's like, you know, it was more just enjoying the experience. But now it's like, all right, you know, let's win some games. Let's take care of business and let's see if we can win the dang thing. So, speaking, sorry, no, speaking go of ahead. that, PJ, did, 
I asked a couple of the girls, you know, it was such a surprise that night at Marion, you know, in 2020. Mm-hmm. Did, did you, do you feel like the program's ascended to where your kids kind of expected Expect, Absolutely, and okay. I do too. I, I really do. You know, I think that's our goal going into every uh, season, you know, is, is going to Des Moines. It's, right. You know, I think we got to the program to the heights where it should be, in my opinion. It's like, we're disappointed if we don't get there. So, you know, we've done it the last, what, two out of, what, three or four years now, and, you know, we've been in the final game, semi or regional final game the last three out of four years. So, you know, that's our expectations to get the stage. So, yeah. I probably missed some of this, but I've never seen you guys play 2-3 zone <laughs> in 10 years. Or in, in, yeah. in, and you guys executed it. I thought that caused them, yeah, I thought no, that kind no, of caused no, some, no. them some problems. So, like, yeah, I'm sure they yeah, haven't seen that from you guys yeah, either. Absolutely. So, we, you know, we watched them on film. We probably watched three or four of their games. It's like, I came in Sunday. My assistant, Alex, is like, Am I crazy and think well, maybe we should go 2-3 zone? He's like, you know what? I was thinking the same thing. So I, I said, let's do it. So we had practice from 2 to 4 Sunday afternoon. We worked on it for about 90 minutes. We came in yesterday, did the exact same thing, worked on it for about 45 minutes. And man, it was very effective tonight. You know, with our length, too, and size, you know, we're able to cover shooters in the corners and outside, and I think that kind of frustrated them a little bit. A lot of contested three-point shots. Last thing for me. It's offensively, it's kind of the way that I'm sure you guys hope it goes, where you work it inside out and, and able to kind of force them to spread out a yep. little bit and open it up. And then, uh, you know, like, like Ryan was asking, then, you know, Kaylee and, and Avery took advantage of that. Yeah. But how important was it for her to kind of get, get going early? I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you, you saw it at times too, where you got to know where Avery and Olivia's at. Right. So then, times that Kaylee can, you know, attack at times right. and get to the rim, get fouled or whatever. Or if they drop in, we got wide open shooters. But yeah, absolutely. You got our two close Bliss and Ava that take up, you know, they occupy a lot of people. It's like, hey, we got to stop them. But then we got Avery, we got Olivia on the perimeter. And then Kaylee takes advantage of that at times. And yeah, we just got so many ways that we can score, you know. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank you. I'm um, just, appreciate yeah. your time. Best of luck at State. Hey, PJ, just a few more questions for me. Sure. And you kind of mentioned, you know, the play of Avery and Kaylee early in the year. And I mean, coming in, everybody knew about your close play. I mean, yep, like yep. you mentioned with Bliss and Ava, they were definitely players that every all defense tried to hone in on. But now the growth of the guard play has been tremendous for yeah. the first season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, you know, Kaylee's just stepped up so big for us. You know, we lost Reese Stockman to um, a season ending knee injury right after the first of the year. And um, Kaylee stepped in um, and has just done a tremendous job. She's just, you know, she amazes me. She really does. She's a, she's a good ball handler. She can hit her foul shots. She can finish at the rim. Her defense is just locked down. She always frustrates guards. She's always very active with her hands. And just the growth from November to where we're at now is just night and day. Yeah, true. And then just a couple more questions for me. I know it's the cliche, but how does it feel? Like you said, it's now the expectation, but yeah. now you're actually going. How does that feel? Oh, it feels awesome. You know, I, I can never this uh, this experience, this emotion, never will get old. Mm-hmm. Never will get old. You know. Um, going into this game you know we've typically been maybe we didn't typically have a bullseye on us right. you know we came in as the number one seed maybe a little bit of the pressure was on us yeah we've never experienced that yeah. but you know uh tonight the girls just came out loose focused ready to go and um that's our expectation i think is get to Des Moines or bust absolutely and then just last question for me even though nobody's going to know their matchups in the first round until later this week what are some things that you want to see your team improve upon so you guys can make sure that this isn't just a one and done that you guys can actually make a difference? yeah you know what you know i think all around we, we can just keep on improving on everything whether it's just you know making 
So, yeah, whether it's just, you know, making uh, better decisions in our offensive sets, maybe, you know, maybe doing a better job of boxing out and rebounding. Maybe it's doing a better job of hitting foul shots. Um, but, yeah, we'll just keep on continuing to work on what we work on every day in practice, you know, and keep on working on those daily habits and try to get better. That was such a surprise for everybody, I think. Um, do you feel like... Do you feel like this year you guys were supposed to be there? Like, it's um, not a surprise anymore? Yeah, I mean, no. not to be cocky, but just yeah, like no. the program's kind of ascended that far. Yeah, I think we've gotten so close every year, and we just work hard because getting that far is kind of kind of heartbreaking. You get that far, and then you lose, and then you're done. And so I think this year everybody knew what they – we knew we wanted to get here. We knew what work it was going to take, and we finally just got there this year. I can't wait to ask PJ about this. I've been covering Clear Creek for about 10 years now. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen PJ play 2-3 zone. Yeah, um, no. Kind of talk me through the – the week leading up to it and what the kind of, I mean, obviously that's the strength of their team is, you know, their, their close play, but yeah. just kind of how you guys, you know, put that in and, and how you think it went for yeah. you guys. I know our coaches, I, they watch a lot of film, they take a lot of time scouting, and so they knew that their inside game was what, what they had and their outside game wasn't as good, and so they knew if we could put everyone inside and download to stop that, we could rely on the outside game and this is what happened and this is what happened, so... You really got got to your efforts really, which, which changed the game. I mean, it opened things up for Kayla. I mean, was that something where you you guys kind of talked about, you know, going inside early and trying to work inside uh, out a little bit? Yeah, I mean, we've always talked about going inside early because then it can get the outside shots there. Right. And if it's, I mean, if we're working good, then we have a lead and stuff. So we've always kind of talked about that, but I think we, we focus on that this week, especially getting their bigs in foul right. trouble. I think that really helped us and got our outside shots open. So. Last thing for me, how, how does it feel? I mean, like you said, you haven't been close yeah. you know, for the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, it's been great. We've been so close so many years and to finally get there. Just all the work is paying off now. Awesome. Thanks, Ava. Yep. Appreciate it. Hi. Nice to meet you. Uh, so kind of building on, you know, uh, Ryan's question about just attacking early in the post. I mean, you had a really good start to the game. Yeah. I believe eight first quarter points. Was that the intention to go ahead and shoot kind of the feeding earlier? Were you just kind of feeling out their defense and noticing you had an advantage? Yeah, I was just kind of feeling it out, seeing what we need to do. I mean, we always talk about getting it in early. And so I think just getting it into me, I hit some good shots that, I mean, I don't normally hit, I guess. And then I got to kick it outside to my guards. And that's, I think that's really what opened up our outside shots more. Yeah, and then just kind of building on that. I mean, one of the benefits of this team is a lot of you guys have had this high-pressure experience, whether it be the volleyball players yeah. uh, making a state tournament just a few months ago. So, like you mentioned, with this team getting so close, yeah. how do you feel like because you have that experience, what do you think you guys are really going to be focusing on in practice leading up to next week? Yeah, I mean, I think we have that experience, so we just know we need to stay composed, take deep breaths. Like, we know what we need to do. We just have to execute now. I mean, our coaches do a great job of, like, getting us prepared, and so we just need to execute once we get there. And some of our younger players, this, I mean, Avery's been there for volleyball, but I know some of our other younger ones, this might be a big thing for them, and just keeping them composed, keeping their heads on, and I think we should be good. Absolutely, and then next question, I mean, what do you think are some of the biggest things that you guys need to work on ahead of next Monday so you guys can make a deep tournament run? Yeah, I think we just um, need to keep getting shots up so we can hit those outside shots. And just looking at the team that we're playing, I mean, I'm not really sure who we're playing right yeah. now, but focusing on our game and seeing what we need to do so that we can rely on that and not necessarily on, like, them having a bad game and stuff. For sure. The final team to advance were the 21-4 Regina Regals, who had the most dramatic playoff run of all the other state qualifying teams. After convincingly beating Durant and Wilton, they faced their familiar foes, Mediopolis, in the regional finals. Despite being pushed to the brink, the Regals clawed back from a double-digit second-half deficit and a back-and-forth overtime period before securing their second trip to the state tournament in as many years. After the exciting game, this is what head coach Mary Rogers and junior guard Allie Clark had to say. I mean, it's like, grind it out, find a way. 
and, and get to the rim more. You know, we just tried to get to the rim as much as we could. Yeah. What were you guys able to do defensively to kind of take that away the last court? Pressure. Okay. I mean, just we were never really in foul trouble, but we kind of went back to our, our half court there. When I think when they got their run, and obviously shots weren't falling in the second quarter, but then I said third and fourth, pick up, right? Make it tough. Um, make them handle the pressure and, and make it as difficult as it can for them to get <laughs> halfway up the floor. Um, and then if they beat us from that point, fighting the way we did, then so be it. But, yeah, our, our kids never gave up and never quit. And it's I'm shaking because I just am so proud of their effort and their, yeah, all of it, all of it. Did you anticipate this type of effort from them after last year? You know I mean, just um, last year you guys kind of got on them early. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, and, and, and they brought a lot of return. I mean, it was like a lot of the same similarities. We had a little bit, of, I mean, we've had a few different differences from last year. But, yeah, I mean, I – I was fully aware that they wanted to come in and they wanted to turn the tide and right. and beat us. I mean, so um, I'm just sorry. I'm at a loss for words, but I'm just so happy for them and what a way to do it. You know, what a way to do it. So thanks. What about the yeah. defensive job you did on number one? Yeah, we, we we knew we knew she was a shooter, one of the best shooters in the state at all levels. Um, but we just tried to hound her and be aware of where she is, identify the best we could, and and. Um, it worked out. I think maybe doing that allowed a little bit more inside or a lot more inside looks, but um, we just we, we did one more better possession than they did, and that's really all it took. I mean, that's all it is. So, all right, thanks, yeah, thank you. All right, Coach, I'm, I apologize. You already asked. No, you're good. But you mentioned a few weeks ago that probably the biggest difference between last year's team and this year's team was the length in the post. Right. And it's clear, especially early in the game in that third quarter, that they would, did have that advantage in the post. Overall, how were you guys were able to overcome that? Like I said, I think just pressuring in the front court then, you know, just knowing that once they got it to the half court, we knew their bread and butter was to get it in there. So I thought the, the harder it is to get it up the floor and get it to this half, you know, puts us in a better spot. Man, the deflections, the tips, the, the hustle plays, the going the other way, trying to get transition buckets, you know, making making um, layups or at least getting to the free throw line. Um, even missed a couple free throws there at the end, but that could have solidified it sooner. But either way, I mean, that's that's – what we tried to do that's what we we did yeah yeah absolutely and you just touched on it meaning that you knew that they were going to come out here they were going to come out here fast they were going to come out here hard because yep. they wanted to make it to the state tournament just as much as you guys yep. did so but i'm sure it's hard to anticipate an overtime thriller just kind of talk I about know. the the roller coaster of emotions that you had going on well that. unless i'm unless i'm wrong just because i can't remember maybe clearly right now i think that was our first ot game of the year yeah i mean so for it to be in this environment in this great environment by the way both both sides um I guess that kind of makes it just a little bit more fun. Right. You know, I mean, it's easy to say that now, but I just thought we get four more minutes to play, and I told them that before we started. Guess what? We only had guaranteed 32, and now we get four more right. to try and do it. So um, getting the job done in that fashion and having people step up and, and – um, yeah, it's just what an opportunity for these girls to be able to go back and do this again, and, and they earned it, so they earned it. And building off that, I mean, talking about stepping up, Danny Laughlin definitely yep, stepped absolutely. up. I mean, we always talk about Allie and Grace and Morgan, what they can do, but those two three-pointers oh, in that fourth quarter, huge. you just kind of talk about the impact that she had tonight. Well, yeah, just shooting it with confidence, and I told all the girls, if you miss your first one, who cares? Get right. the next one. Chin up, believe in yourself, we believe in you. Man, they were big. Um, and, and then obviously just having, yeah, just having that resiliency and fight through all the kids. But, yeah, kudos to Danny for, for really stepping in and making those plays and then defensively being sound and being someone that we could rely on, you know, as well. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. awesome. And That's then this awesome. last question for me, going like you mentioned, this is their last, their only overtime game of the season. I think. I think. Right I, think I yeah. think you're right. But just kind of moving on to that, like, how do you think it's going to help help having such a tough game to make it to the same tournament? How do you think it's going to help you guys out when you make it to Des Moines next week? Well, I, I think because this this is I mean this is as close as you're going to get. I mean, and this is the environment. This is what every team is is vying and wanting and yearning to get to that ultimate goal. You know, so I mean. I think this is perfect for us to get set up. We know how hard it takes, you know, how hard it is to get to where we want to be. And um, this is a great stepping stone of learning, learning time management. I mean, just everything, just a little bit of everything and just the resiliency of it all. Overtime thrillers, huh? I think yes. this is the first one of the season. Overall, just kind of talk about the roller coaster emotion that you guys had tonight. Yeah, um, obviously we got in a big hole during that game, which isn't our usual, but um, we just knew that we had to come back, stay on the line. Like, obviously we wanted to come back, so... We just had to, basically what we did is just run through our offense, get better looks than just, rather than just rushing it in the beginning. For sure. And then, in talking to you, a few weeks ago, we kind of talked about wanting to come back to that state yeah. tournament. You guys mentioned that the biggest difference between last year and this year was that length in the post. And it was pretty apparent early on that you guys were able to dig yourselves out of that hole. But what was it like trying to have to overcome that? Yeah, um, we're not used to playing, like, big posts like they had on this team. So, obviously, it was a little rough in the beginning, but... We figured it out as it got to the end, and I think that we picked it up really well. For sure, and then, uh, like you mentioned, you guys aren't used to being down like this, so what was it like kind of being like that? How did you guys have to kind of change your mentality so you guys could come back and get this moment? Yeah, um, we're not used to it at all. We've never, I mean, we've been in holes like that before, but never come back like that, and with stay on the line, I think it was just really our encouragement to come back and get the W, you know? And then this last question for me, back to the state tournament, something that you guys really, really wanted. How does it feel to make it back? It feels amazing. Um, it was one of our main goals at the beginning of the year, and it feels really good to accomplish that. For more coverage of the Girls State Basketball Tournament, be sure to stay tuned to the Des Moines Register and Iowa City Press Citizen websites as I will have more extensive coverage following each game. From Beyond the Scoreboard and the Iowa City Press Citizen, I'm Raven Moore. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you all next time. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.